Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Marriage podcast. This is your girl, Tova Jones, also known as the wife of the therapist. And it's Sam Jones, known as the husband of a serial eclectic entrepreneur. You better let him know. And together we are the Jones Unit. What is up, everybody? Happy, happy Friday. We are back. We are back. I know last week we did not have an episode. Y'all pray for us. Life be getting, life be lifing. I, I heard that today. Life be lifing. And this podcast is truly a labor of love. So real life is happening while we're recording this. And so last week life happened and we weren't able to record, but we are back this week. And, and listen, y'all, like this is how you know this is a real life, uh, <laughs> very, very uh, minimally semi-scripted as a podcast because, you know, yeah, we had a schedule, we had plans, we had desires listen. to be consistent. And uh, kudos to all the podcasters in the Ooh. world that just have plans and execute those plans well. Um, not due to the lack of planning, but just being able to have the ability and time to do so. But like y'all, like when I talk about our life with two under two with uh, multiple streams of income um, <laughs> and navigating all the things that yet oh. God calls us into, whatever that may be. Yeah. You know, I think that that is a real space that many of you all navigate and try to figure out. And so to just do one more thing. <laughs> can be hard and challenging. Yeah, and that's why I said it's definitely a labor of love, but I want this to be an encouragement for those out there who are like, I want to do a podcast, I want to do a YouTube channel, I want to write a blog. Just do it. Every day, every time, every episode is not perfect. Yes, consistency is key. For the last, what, two seasons we've had consistency. Well, one season uh-huh. we've had consistency. Um, But the world was shut down, right? We were at home most of the time. So that worked in our favor. Now the world is kind of opened. We added an extra baby. So sometimes life be lifing and we're learning to live in the moments and not beat ourselves up. But we do want to let you know that we, we hear y'all when we not, you know, when that little podcast notification don't come up, y'all, shout out to those who be like, where y'all at? What y'all doing? How you Just doing? how you doing? Just know that life be life. In. Right. Okay. For sure. <laughs> for sure. So last time that we talked, um, I put myself to the challenge in regards to, you know, uh, how I would serve. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My wife and, you know, things that she would just lightly mention, such as food or things like that. I said, you know what? I'm going to take a week, you know, and, and it's so funny. Shout out to my boy, um, GRPS's own uh, Paris McMurray, because he literally <laughs> did call and check. And we said, brother, you still alive? And I said, Paris, <laughs> I'm all right, my guy. And uh, and it's so funny because he knew the challenge I had put on myself. And uh, that was a difficult one. So I'm going to ask my wife. You may not even remember, which could be a good thing. But uh, how did I do on my on me fulfilling the challenge of serving you um, in regards to just the little things? Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I it wasn't even in the back of my, y'all. Life has been so busy that I'm not even. I don't even know. One week you were out of town. I feel were you gone? 
Not yeah. For, not for a week. Just just a weekend. It felt like a week. A weekend he was gone. <laughs> and it was just me and the kids. Um, but I, th- yeah, I think you've been, I think you did good. I, there was no complaints. That's what's up. It was, it was very subtle, uh-huh, but that's, it, that's the point. <laughs> there, there was no complaint. So I, kudos to you. I, I think the challenge of you anticipating my needs worked. Uh huh. Certification A plus. Good the job. Husband, for the husband. Where's the sign? clapping sounds? Oh, I don't even remember what. Oh, is it? no. I didn't do it right. Sorry. <laughs> I, I thought I mastered that. Oh, well. So listen, today, y'all, we, we had to think. And process what it was or what it is that we were going to cover. We have still multiple topics to kind of cover for this season that we have been thinking about, and we have scratched several. Um, there, listen, there's a lot of great podcasts out there that you can listen to, a lot of great visual ones. There's churches, ministries, people that's just out here that's not related to anything religious based. Um, that you can listen to, and yet some reason for some reason you choose to listen to us. And so we said, you know what? We need to talk about this. Um, it could potentially be a two-parter or not, but we need to talk about, you know, this aspect of sex. That was supposed to be like my scary music um, sound. Why is it got to be scary? Why couldn't it be like... It's all of that. It's... Bow chicken wow wow. Right, so 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 now you're getting a, a heads up on how this episode could go, y'all. <laughs> um I'm just being straight up. But we're gonna talk about sex and not from the position of just like, oh, you know, this is the top things you should do. I think we are going to um give our both personal and you know uh estimated understanding of how we navigate sex in our relationship because in this space, right? You can listen to a sex therapist. You can listen to a lot of different people who can, you know, really speak life into this area for you. And and there's podcasts out there for that. We're not going to do that. We're going to give you our real raw experience and we're going to do it in segments. OK, and I'm going to explain it before we do it. So, you know, what's coming. We're going to talk about the anticipation of what sex was going to or could have looked like at the beginning of marriage. And then we're going to look at a little bit of, um, at least in this part, sex in the range of, you know, those first, you know, five years of marriage, right? The first five years before kids. And our goal, again, is just to kind of talk about it, hopefully get you as a couple to kind of talk about it. Because for some people, sex has been a struggle, right? Um, somebody didn't lay it down like I thought they would or Man, like this person's appetite for sex is not the same as mine or I'm dealing with trauma from my past relationship and or someone's jealous from a past relationship. And all of a sudden there's sexual misexpectations. All right. So that's that's what we're going to try to deal with this this episode, because it's going to give us an opportunity to be very honest and raw in the range of that. So, Mrs. Jones. Let me put on my glasses. Uh-huh. Oh, like your naughty <laughs> teacher glasses or my like, naughty teacher glasses. All right, yeah, the ones you just got, right? So yes. so so let's 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 dive into this a little bit. Um first getting married, right? We um have all these ideas in regards to you know what sex was going to to be, mm-hmm. you know, from a position of our experience and our education. 
um, in regards to sexual intercourse. Um, the challenge of that, right? I remember wedding, wedding night, right? The wetting night, as some people call it, like Medea. Um, and in that experience of the wedding night, you know, you you have all this energy that you put into a day. Um, as two people, you know, getting ready for an amazing uh, jumping of the broom. And and that can do something to all of your libido energy and so on. Yeah, I think thinking back to that moment, I have been celibate for like uh, many years. Um, I was not a virgin when we got married. And um, I was like, I want to be celibate. Um, not to say people, it got hot and heavy a couple times and we, <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we, we was teetering the fence, but God sustained it, man. Amen. Um, and, um, but you know, you're like, oh, I can't wait. Listen, I'm a tear it up. Like we going to be knocking till the morning come baby after that wedding day. Full, and we didn't even have a reset a full reception. Yeah. But just our wedding had over four hundred people just greeting those people, just the emotions, the adrenaline, just everything. Honey, we got to that room and was fast asleep. Tired. Just whoa out. I don't even know if I took my wedding dress all the way off. Like I was I was pooped. And I think that was like the first sexual expectation. That was hyped up that did not happen. Yep. And it was funny because some married people had told me that because I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Mary, we've been dating a year. I've been holding this for over five years. Like, I, mm-mm, what is going And they were like, listen, shh, okay, that wedding night, you probably going to be whoa out. I'm like, oh, no, I would do it in the limo. I would do it in the, honey, I went to sleep. <laughs> and, that was that. And so that was like the first expectation of sex that was kind of like, womp, womp, womp. Right, <laughs> right. Because, I mean, I probably had the same expectation, you know, of wanting to, you know, uh, in my machismo, you know, mm-hmm. lay down the wood, you mm-hmm. know, do all the things that, um, um, what's this, how that song go? Flip it, smack it, rub it. Right, all that stuff, right? <laughs> you know, but literally I wanted to make sure I set the set the mood and expectation. Yeah. And that's not what happened. Yeah. You know, and uh, it wasn't due to the lack of trying. It wasn't due to the lack of, you know, all the things. And this is like, man, mm-hmm. and I remember, you might not remember this, but um, I remember like days after um, I overheard a conversation. You was talking with your girls, and I was like, "Ooh, how was it? How was it good?" And I was like, "Oh, you was and you did your best lying impression ever." Like I heard it, and like in that space, like for me, right. it was pseudo. Yeah, I know it's right. It was pseudo embarrassing because, like, dang, I didn't do what I thought I was gonna do. You know, due to a lot, a lot of factors. Wow. Yeah, due to a lot of factors, and. And in that is like now I have already ruined the expectation in regards to what's going to happen. I didn't know you heard that conversation. I did. I told you it's going to be real raw and authentic. And I'm going <laughs> to be out here to help some couples out. Yes, because I felt the pressure, right? Yeah, we both Because did. I have waited all this time. 
like people knew how I had waited. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I didn't want to put you out on blast like that. Now it wasn't like we didn't have sex though. We woke up in the middle of the night and we did what we did. That's what I'm saying. And it was good. I just, I probably did over exaggerate because I wanted, I didn't, I didn't want to put us out there like that. Yeah. But here it is again. You think about what goes into the psyche of a person before the moment of, cons- yeah. of, of, you know, so we're not consumption, but, uh, you know, uh, the C word, yeah, the I word, there you go. You know, you think about all the things that go into that, all the prep you do in your mind, all the things that are going on in your emotions mm-hmm. and your well-being. And sometimes we don't talk about those things um, because whether you have a partner that's super active or has been active before or not active at all, or whatever those things are going on in that person's body and mind, mm-hmm. like you come into a situation, it's not a situation, you come into a marriage bed where now you're going to be with this person for life mm-hmm. and you're experiencing and bringing all these experiences, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a second, into marriage, right? Into that space of like, all right, now I have to deliver based on what, you know, I believe or we believe should happen. And it didn't happen that yeah, way. Yeah, and I think that's a big piece. I was watching, I don't know if, oh, I was watching Transformation yep. and Pastor Todd was talking about boundaries and how people, when they have sex before marriage, they're just like, well, oh, I need to test it out. I need to see it on it. And it wasn't, you know, that God did not want us to have sex. He created sex. He exactly. knew that we were human. Exactly. But it was the the repercussions of that. Mm-hmm. So let's just say if we were both virgins, right? Uh-huh. Um, we would have nothing to compare each other to. Right. So there will be no expectation of I got to outdo this person or I got I got to drop it low and I got to drop it down like an eagle, like Mm -hmm. old girl used to do, because there would be no comparison. Yeah. And so I'm just I will just put a caveat here. If you are a virgin, hold out. Like, I believe if I would have saved myself. It would have just made my experience a whole lot better because you don't have anything else to compare it to. And a lot of times when you come into marriage and you have sex and you have past partners, you ain't gonna lie. What old boy did, what old girl did is still fresh in your mind. Like you like what you like and that can cause barriers. And it did in our relationship for a few years. Yep. It, and so kind of keeping this moving, there's so much more we could talk about there, but like now this five year period, right. Of, of navigating, um, you know, all right. Expectations ruined <laughs> from the get go. Right. And then we had to navigate what it looked like to, in a sense, please each other yeah. and, and, and struggled greatly. You know, we both had various experiences and such yeah. that was like, yo, this is what we think it should be. This is what we are used to. You know, this is what our body uh, appreciates, so on and so forth. And in those spaces, now we had to figure out what each other needed. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine how many couples, no matter, you know, uh, how many partners they have or haven't had mm-hmm. are going in a space of like, man, like, you know, my my husband or my wife is great in A, B, C, D, and E, money, taking care of the money, providing or taking care of the kids or whatever that is. But for real, for real, the bedroom sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think 
so many times, and I don't know why, we don't talk about sex, right? I mm-hmm. think for so many years, we've talked about like, oh, it should just be natural. It uh-huh. should just flow. Like uh-huh. our bodies should just, and that's not the case. Sometimes I got to go get a PhD in Sam, which means I need to study. Well. I need to figure it out. I need to ask questions like you do in school. Mm-hmm. I need examples. <laughs> I need, um, I need reference it like what is it and I think a lot of times as married couples we don't want to take the time to do the research which this is fun research right this is this is like Mm -hmm. "Mm, let's let's trial and error this um but I think even then sometimes though it could become frustrating right because you're just like why aren't we syncing up like we should some couples this is not an issue at all like sex is just popping it's the bomb but other areas are lacking and some relationships like ours we have to work and still are working to make sure that we can please one another and i'm not gonna lie at times it got severely frustrating yeah yeah and so i I think that's like a good space to kind of talk about like that why Mm -hmm. like for us you know and maybe for other couples they're trying to figure this out hopefully you all go talk about this after this episode we ain't just gonna talk about sex to expose our relationship we're gonna talk about sex so that way you go talk about it Mm -hmm. amen and so (laughs) amen and, and so like uh, part I think part of the why is and we talked about this like I remember conversations late at night during our pillow talk conversations where it was a lot of tears or frustrations or whatever yeah. about our whys and you know I can remember you know I you know and me I would get deeply frustrated over time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then eventually we'd have conversations because mm-hmm. of my personality style yeah. don't want to confront I want to keep it copacetic yeah. and good and yet knowing that those things would pile up over time mm-hmm. You know, I remember, you know, parts of my conversations, you know, had to do with, you know, like, well, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking I'm competing against someone or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I always remember that conversation about how I felt like I was competing. That was on me, yeah. you know, because I had to get past the mind of, you know, previous and past partners because of people that I knew for me and mm-hmm. knew for you, you know, yeah. and, and in that experience of that, it was like, man, like, you know, in the back of my head, like, I, I hope, this is my wife yeah. I'm say I'm her husband. Yeah. And so all these previous experience, what does that actually mean? I know that was one of them. Yeah. Um, there's other ones where it was just like, like for me in the back of my mind, sometimes I felt like God was punishing uh, you know, me or you in some way, because it was like, dude, and what other parts of our lives that we call paramount are we actually doing a la for us? You know, it was, are we really serving God at our house and home? Like, yeah. I remember we would always talk about our spirituality mm-hmm. and how, like, at least for us, and this might not be connected with everybody, but for us, like we call ourselves like Christians and believers and all the things Jesus follows. You can ball the terminology on it. We go to church. We read the Bible for ourselves. Yeah. We did all the things that good Christian people would do. Love mm-hmm. on folks, serve the church. But when it came to us individually connecting as a team, that part was so severely lacking in our marriage. Yeah. Like us, like literally letting God lead us together, meld us together, enjoy praying for each other together, reading the word of God together. In those spaces, we had a challenge in that. And God began to kind of illuminate that after five years. We'll talk about that probably in the next episode. But like 
in that first five year period, we got all those things going up in that initial thing that we told others that we said under the covenant of heaven was our foundation. It was individually driven. Great. Because before we got married, that was our frame of reference. Mm -hmm. But when we got to the space of being married together, um, that foundation of coming together underneath the headship of the Lord and spending time, actual time together in that space, leading us. We always often cases credited our horrible sexual experiences to not really truly having a foundation, mm. you know? And if I remember us talking about that and how we um, didn't, and what I'm not saying is that we didn't have a foundation in Christ. What I'm saying is that we didn't sync together as a team mm -hmm. when it came to following the Lord and making that our headship. And we credited that piece of spirituality to how we were then able to not sync as much when it came to the bedroom. So what you're trying, I'm just reiterating. So yeah. what you're trying to say is, when we first got married, spiritually, we were individually great. Exactly. But collectively, we were not. And that seeped into Correct. our sex life Correct. because we were still operating individually, individually. Yeah. and not collectively. And I'm going to be honest, because of the frustration and not syncing up together, I didn't really want to have sex. Mm -hmm. And it bothered you. Yep extremely but i'm just like it's not clicking and y'all in the midst of this never have did we i wouldn't say never but we didn't really sit down and be like what do you want sex to be like mm -hmm. what do you like what do you this what do you that and i'm gonna be honest too as the longer that we got married the more fluffier i got the more and women you know the more uncomfortable i became in my skin so it wasn't I didn't feel as agile <laughs> yeah. as I did in my younger years. And I felt bad because I'm just like, dude, I wasn't even married. And I was doing some things that I sh shouldn't have been. Yeah. Now I'm married and I'm not living up to my highest sexual activity, and, I should say. And and so that is so good you brought that up because this is kind of like a tertiary or third point of this in relationship to that first five years for us is our look and how we feel about ourselves, right? Yeah. Psycho and psycho and psycho emotionally. And so like, here's that space where like, yeah, like right out of college, you know, I still lick my part, you know, mm -hmm. was going to the gym, working out, mm -hmm. um, but then had some very hard things that happened. This will be our fourth point. But like, in that space, then we started to lose. You know, they say, they say you gain that happy weight when you get married, baby, <laughs> baby, right? But then how you look in the mirror mm -hmm. often cases also impacts what you like to do with your spouse. Yeah, you know, you don't feel like, man, I don't feel sexy. I don't right. feel like I can give what I need to give to my spouse because you know it could just be that he hitting you hitting his belly too. It's so like. <laughs> It's so like for real. I think that's pe people need to talk about these things because <laughs> if you're being honest, like when you look at the mirror, if you don't feel like you're about to do what you need to do because yeah. of how you look, that's a challenge. Or then make the knees, make knees is hurting, right? Ain't no make knees. Little extra weight on you, right? And so that was a piece that played a part as well. So the first five years was was very very hard sexually. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to talk about one more point in that yeah. first five years too. And I, I think, babe, here's the, and this is part where we'll, where we'll kind of transition and maybe even work towards the end of this episode at least. But like in that space, 
We went through so many emotional turnabouts mm-hmm. in the first five years. Yeah. Number one, your father died yep. um, between year, like not even the first year of no. our marriage. So we got married in June. My father passed in August. Huge, huge hit emotionally. Yeah. We just talked about that and how, how critical that was. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about, well, I mean, we went through transitions and jobs yep. and finances. Yep. Talk about, you know, your husband being a working Jamaican, you know. Basically, right. We didn't even have time to have sex because you had a first, second and third shift job. Literally, y'all. Literally. Literally. I was working at a church. A I was school. working for a post office. I was working for a school. And I ended up eventually working in nonprofit. Yeah. All at the same time. <laughs> all at the same So, super newlyweds, many of my nights yep. were at home alone. and then alone. And then when you would come home, tired, you would have to be asleep to get up and go to work. So, well, nobody having no sex. Nobody. No, nobody. <laughs> And none, 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 none yeah. And, and so the other part of that, my spouse, which, you know, I talked about my part, but for Tova, you know, that transition of also employment and trying to figure out what she wanted to do and in life to have a husband who was already gone and who had promised his life to make life better. <laughs> now, all of a sudden you're dealing with the emotions and thoughts of that yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you're going through this stuff, who do you talk to, right? Because let's just take it back to day two of our marriage. I basically lied to my friend. Yep. So who do you talk to when you are having sexual issues, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you go go to a therapist, but mm-hmm. we weren't think we weren't as mature then as we are now. And at that time, was no black folk really going to no therapist? Heck no. I mean, being really honest, it was still a stigma. Yeah, a still super a stigma. stigma. Yeah. And not only was it a stigma, but then talking about sex is so taboo, right? Exactly. It's just something that you don't discuss. If you're unsatisfied, you just live with it and just figure it out. But you have to be careful with that uh-huh. because that can open up portals to porn, to mm-hmm. infidelity, uh-huh. to... Uh, emotional affairs just to different things because you're holding in your frustrations you're not communicating with your spouse you're not being clear on expectations and what you want and what you need and what and it just opens up a, a portal of just mess yeah that's it yeah that's it and so you think about all these different things because there is the other side of this where people when they're dealing with stress and issues and problems and they go and they become super sex bunnies and all of a sudden they be popping out one two three four five kids too (laughs) because that's the other side of stress you're like well i'm gonna do we're gonna do something to make you know because that's (laughs) that's the other side of stress but like in that same space for us and maybe for others like us no matter what side of the page you're on that experience and all those feelings and Again, thoughts and emotions are taking place and it can create a challenging space in the very thing that God wants you to do as a married couple. He wants you to enjoy and embrace and have lots of sex and create and procreate and all the things that go with that. Yeah. And he even talks about it that you should not abstain from sex when you're married Uh because that opens up a loophole for the devil. Like that's in the Bible. (laughs) 
The Lord know. He right. know how he created his right. children. He wants y'all to do it. He wants us to make sweet love uh-huh. and continuously not taking no breaks for real. And if you do take a little break to fast or to just consecrate yourself, he right. said quickly get on back. Uh-huh. Because then there's no room when you're because that goes back to what Sam says. God created sex to unify. Exactly. Right. So it's like the mer when you are a virgin and you do it the right way. Normally there is a, a a merging of blood and you know what I'm saying. It's like a blood covenant when you consummate your marriage. That's the word. And so yeah, yeah. and so. It's a beautiful covenant and he wants us to indulge in that. And I think so many times we allow our own pride, our own um, insecurities, our own uh, past experience to stop what God really wants for us in the future when it comes to marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think sex is like the closest I feel you can get to heaven i i feel you know what i'm saying like euphoria like that is like the close and then you experience that together with your spouse like there's nothing like it and so i just pray like so we're just talking about the first five years y'all it got better it did um (laughs) and so you're gonna have to stay tuned yeah for that next part um of Okay, Sam, you gave us the deep and the dark and the raw and the authentic, and we're going to give you more authentic in the next episode. Yes. But in this, we don't do anything except close it out uh, by prayer. We don't do it without closing it out in prayer. And so, like, in that, um, I'm going to pray. Um, maybe we'll both pray, but I'm going to pray for. You can pray this time. Yeah, I'll pray. I'm going to pray. For, I'm going to pray for all our couples out there. Like, whether you're newly married and you're going through this and expectations ain't what you thought it would be or you've been doing this for years but haven't had the conversation with your spouse that says babe this ain't this ain't hitting it and kicking it and i'm having vivid dreams you know and things you know about things and so in that space let me just pray for y'all a second um if y'all don't mind um father we just come before you we know um by our own experience that sex is near and dear to your heart for uh, couples to enjoy and to have great experiences to understand, to navigate. And God, I just thank you that even in our experience of going through so much tumultuousness with this, God, I thank you that we could be testaments to share our experiences and make this uh, open conversation and dialogue for so many couples out there who are in hidden places, God, in fact, I just ask you, Lord God, to begin to unharden and open hearts and minds and, and, and thoughts and emotions to be willing to have these conversations with their spouses, Lord God. I just thank you for things that may be hidden, hidden sins, Lord God, that when they're navigating um, connections and addictions to things, Lord God, whether it be on social media or it be in porn or it be some other type of addiction, God, I thank you that, Lord God, you begin to allow husbands and wives to start to voice and be honest with their spouse about these conversations and to begin to also ask you, uh, whether they're believers or not, to, to ask you to come into their situations and, and help them become stronger in their marriage by talking about it. And so, God, I just thank you that you hear people's hearts, you hear people's minds, you know the season, and that you'll begin to well help them and work these things out as they talk about them. 
So we thank you for it and we bless you for it. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in as we talk about sex. Uh, I'm going to be honest. This wasn't super easy to talk about, but I think it needs to be discussed. And hopefully you take some of what we talked about and you feel comfortable with sharing with your spouse about what's really going on. So until next time, I think we're going to do part two. Um, We love you over here at the Business of Marriage. Peace.